Hi, everybody. And on this week of Guy Talking Sports, we're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick not being signed to Miami Dolphins. We're talking about Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys. Will he or will he not get suspended? And we're going to talk about the ongoing saga, which is LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and now um, David Griffin's comments, which is making it a total soap opera for the NBA. Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Um, I'm here with my two boys here. We have Al Quarles and we have Adrian Catwell. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Living the dream. I don't have no vino, but I'm doing good. <laughs> Sorry, no vino for me today. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, for this, we're going to get into it. There's been a lot of things going on in sports right now. We definitely have, uh, you know, the, the Miami Dolphins have found their new quarterback and it's definitely not Colin Kaepernick. Um, David Griffin is talking a little bit more the Kyrie Irving situation, and we're going to get into a little bit of um, Zeke Elliott. Will he or will he not get suspended by the um, the NFL brass? So let's get right into it, um, guys. Um, so Colin Kaepernick has been sitting out there the last few weeks and months. Lots of quarterbacks went and got some jobs. The guys that I think he's probably a lot better with it. Uh, Ryan Tannehill went down last week. You know, towards it blew out his ACL. Um, which he did not get surgery on at the end of last season, hopefully, which is, you know, heal itself over. But instead of going to Colin Kaepernick route, which they could have, they decided to bring on Jay Cutler, who actually retired, <laughs> was not in shape, and had a broadcasting gig. So, guys, uh, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, I guess I'll jump right in. Um, it's interesting. When you, when you read some of the reports and listen to some of what the – the brass over the Dolphins were talking about how they considered Tebow, how they considered uh, Kaepernick. They even thought of, I forgot there was a third quarterback that they thought of. But um, I, I, think it's, I think it's crazy how they would take a Cutler, who I think uh, Stephen A. Smith said it best in the A.D. crap in, in a, an 11 year season. Uh, over Colin Kaepernick, who some would say, you know, he might be a system-type quarterback, but put up some pretty decent numbers last year in a limited time starting for the 49ers. I think he only started about seven or eight games and still had pretty decent numbers. Um, I, I think it's I, I think it's deplorable, actually. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's just horrible what's going on with this man. It, it, to the point where you're you're trying to make a point for what you believe in, and you're playing blackball to the point where your owners, not the fans, thinking about what they think. You got owners who are turning over rocks of fat retired NFL quarterbacks now come in and quarterback their team, who during their press conference doesn't even look like there's any. He's not even interested in being at training camp, let alone trying to lead the Dolphins. So. Uh, What's really going to be interesting is this this uh, march on the NFL headquarters on August 20, uh, 23rd, um, talking about the injustices towards Kaepernick and not being playing in the NFL or haven't been picked up as a team yet. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I, I, to be honest, I don't even know where to begin with this. It's, 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 it's amazing how people, you know, 
perceive things when it comes to the quarterback situation. And to be honest, I, 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 as, as a fan, not only as a fan, but, you know, as an NFL fan in general, I'm still amazed and astonished by the fact that, you know, owners still think, believe, there should be no reason why Colin Kaepernick is not on an NFL team at this point. I'm still puzzled by it. There should be no reason why at this particular stage, you know, everything that happened last season, it's over with. This should be about the best person or the best quality person available for your team. And if you're scared of the backlash that you're going to get if you sign Colin Kaepernick, it shows it's, it, that shows that you care more about what the fans think instead of winning or winning at this point. And this should be something that, to be honest, a lot of people should look at because when you think about it, these owners right now, like Adrian said, makes a, they're making a ton of money. And you, you should be at a position, you should be at a point where you shouldn't matter, it shouldn't matter what fans think. Like, it's, I'm still baffled by it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm completely baffled the fact that, you know, Colin Kaepernick is still out there and the way this is being played out, like, it's, it's mind-boggling. And <laughs> what people don't understand is that if a team signs Colin Kaepernick, they get their the, – the, the fans that are protesting, that are, you know, going to go to NFL, they're going to get their support. Like, from a business aspect of it, you could make – lose some fans, but you'll probably gain some fans as well where it balances out. So I, I, I'm still just baffled the fact that I think what it boils down to is that the owners are scared. They're scared that they'll lose money instead of more caring about the winning aspect of it, who's the best quality person out there to help them win games. And I think when it comes down to it, that's what the owners only focus about is money anyway. So it's a shame. Yeah, I when I heard about the um the protest that Spike Lee <laughs> of all of all people was going to do in NFL headquarters, I, I found that quite interesting. Um, I think you know there's there's not going to be like any kind of quote unquote you know paper trail out there that seems being blackballed, but I mean you can tell that you know a lot of these owners have turned their head because they don't want the negative press that comes along with it. Um, now the Greg Hardy incident, Jerry Jones had no problem signing him. Michael Vick, when he came out, when he had all the negative press, you know, the Eagles owner signed him, you know. All you had Colin Kaepernick do was take a knee, um, you know, for national for national anthem, and it looks like the owners are cowtailing to their constituents who are the, quote-unquote, patriotism, quote-unquote, you know, you know, police-friendly folks out there basically saying that, you know, if you bring this man on, even if you just bring him on just to, you know, train the squad, you don't even got to even guarantee him a spot, but at least allow him to compete. They don't even want to, they don't even hear that. I mean, I don't think it's going to be as big of a backlash as they're making out to be, but, you know, the owners have basically just pretty much said, without saying so, that they prefer not to have that distraction by bringing this guy on instead of just, you know, allowing him to compete. Now you're going to get all the people saying that, well, he, he can't throw. And his last two years, when he was actually starting at the 49ers, wasn't all that great. But he had different office coordinator, different coach that had a different style he wanted to play. So there's a lot of things you can say. But they're wrapping up 
his ineffective play to give them the credence and say, why we're not bringing him on. But yet you're going to grab Jake Cutler, who retired off of mothballs, and bring him on, give him $10 million for his trouble, and $3 million in incentives if he reaches that. And Jake Cutler is garbage. I was going to say something worse, but garbage is <laughs> just, just the same. If he was anything good, he would still be with the Bears. If he was anything good, he would have got picked up by the Jets because they have no QB. Cleveland would have picked him up because they have no QB. There's tons of teams out there that could use a starting quarter, starting quality quarterback, and every team chose to not pick him because he's garbage. Well, not everybody because Miami just picked him. So, oh, oh, by circumstance, not because they had to. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. And and, and what I'm finding interesting, I'm finding more and more individuals are leaning towards boycotting the NBA. I'm sorry, the NFL because of what's going on. Now, mind you, will it be a, a big enough dent in the revenue to for, for Goodell and the owners to sit there and say, okay, if, if a million people drop off, whatever? Probably not. But it's interesting that there are folks out there that are really taking a stand and really and really saying, you know, this this isn't right. And I'm, I'm really curious how the rest of this month leading into the NFL season is going to unfold because there are a lot of folks who love the sport of football, but there are a lot of folks that are willing to stand up for justice and inequality towards what's going on uh, towards Kaepernick and willing to not give the viewership, you know, the eyeballs on the television, uh, on the television numbers and all of those sort of things and probably won't buy jerseys and won't buy uh, – certain things that are being advertised by certain teams. So it'll affect the bottom line for the owners. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how that's going to play out. Yeah. I, I think it won't, I think it won't gain any traction until <laughs> a player does something in, in support of this season. I think that right now, you know, if nobody's doing any, I mean, I, right now, if the players start to come aboard, I think that's when it starts to get serious where the, the owners will take notice. So, um, whether they'll do a silent protest in regards to Colin Kaepernick or whatever, whatever choice that they do, I think once they start doing it, I think that's when the the owners are going to take or the managers and the owners are going to look at it and say, okay, you know, this is something more than what it is. Because right now they're looking at it as everybody's protesting the NFL, but they're not focusing on the teams itself. I think once somebody starts protesting on the teams itself, I think that's when they're going to start taking a look at it. Yeah, you got to have solidarity amongst the people. I know the um, the, the NFL Player Association is, is by far the weakest out of all, and the owners know that these guys have, you know, bills to pay. They have car notes, house notes, jewelry notes, you know, multiple baby bombers and all the other stuff. So they know they can't afford to miss a check. Now, if they were – let's just imagine if all, you know, you know, you know, players of color, the first week of NFL, just kneel down and wouldn't play. Mm. One week, just kneel down and wouldn't play. That will send shockwaves through the NFL. That will send shockwaves through, you know, you know, you know, K Street and everything. So, I mean, you got to hit the owners in a wallet. And if you're going to do that, you got to be real and, you know, Make a statement, and this could be how they start gaining traction towards their 
you know, the new, you know, CBA agreement, which comes up in a few years, but just nail down and don't play like the first week. Everybody just, just makes, he makes a call and trust me, you'll get a lot of owners attention at that particular point, <laughs> but they won't, I don't think they will, they have the, the guts to do it, but I think in order for you to show solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, you got to make a huge statement and that will make a huge statement. That, that that would be interesting to say the least. Um, wow, because some of the, you know, not all of the better players are, are people of color, but a huge amount of the skilled players and and players that are, you know, relied upon to, to help guide the team to victory would definitely not be playing, at least the starters wouldn't be. Uh, of course, they're backups and however. They, they would have enough to fill the team. They just wouldn't probably put the best the best players out there. Now, the bigger question would be, how would the owners react? You know, if you're playing devil's advocate, would they turn around and say, okay, you don't want to play for me? I'll cut you. And then, of course, now they don't have a check because we all know the NFL contracts aren't guaranteed. So that's a risk that those those players would have to take if they went down that uh, went down that road. It'd be, it, I, I would applaud them. Because I don't see that the top players would be out of work for very long because somebody would pick them up. And that would be a high risk. But, I mean, it just like I was saying, imagine if not just one team or two teams. Oh, agree, agree. Imagine agree. all the players across the board, you know, of color, just said, I'm not playing. They can't cut everybody. They can, but they can't – would would they? <laughs> but the, I mean, you can. But what I'm saying is that you can do it um, with it. You can, let, to be honest, you can let the owner know that, like, hey, look, you know, ensure solidarity. You know, a bunch of you know, a hundred or so players is going to take a knee the first or second week of the NFL. You know, if you give them a heads up and saying, then you know, out of protest, then then we'll continue going back. You know. I think that will set a stand. Uh, that will set something going, at least set something in motion. Now, how you know? I think not telling them and you know, like not you know, not being uh, communicating with the owners and letting them know what's going on or how you feel. I think that's what make things worse. If you give them a heads up and say, "Hey, look, I'm just letting you know what what's about to happen," I don't think the owners is going to be upset about it because I'm pretty sure that the owners will understand. They may not, you know, like it or they don't may not want you to continue doing it, but at least you, you know, out of respect for the owners because technically they are your bosses, so. Yeah, but, I mean, you have no players playing. You have no game going. I mean, what happens to all your commercials? Of course, you're going to have all the big networks are going to have a hissy fit because where's the NFL? I mean, you know, no, Fox, no, CBS. No, well, I'm not talking about – I'm not talking about um, – um, I'm not talking about, like, not playing. I'm talking about taking a knee. Ah, okay. I'm talking about taking the knee, like during the anthem, and show us solidarity. It'll be no different than, I guess it's different circumstances because it's coaches in the NBA telling these players, their star players, not to play because of due to the due to the schedule. But it'll be no different when you have those Saturday night showcase games when three and five or six of the top players on you know, either squad are sitting, and now. The network is dealing with a game that doesn't have their superstars playing. How 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 is that perceived? How how's that looked upon? Because now 
viewers are going to look at this as, okay, I've watched three Saturday games in a row, and I've seen, I've seen three crap Saturday games in a row. Do I want to sit there for that fourth game? You know, I think it would be interesting um, if that were to happen, you know, because wait. parents are going to want to sit there and watch a crappy game. Wait, wait, I was talking about, like, kneeling, like letting them only know that you're kneeling. You're talking about not playing the whole game. I just want to make sure I'm correct. Yeah, because from my opinion, kneeling is one thing. Like you said, you can give them advance warning and only be like, okay, you're going to kneel, you're going to kneel, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the blowback. But it's not going to really change their minds at all. I mean, they just got a couple of guys that are kneeling and, you know, it's whatever. But if you don't play – that they can't, they cannot ignore that. And if you can't field a team, if you can't put your product on the field of play on both sides, then you have no game. Exactly. Or you have a game, it'll be just a very crappy, sloppy type of game because you don't have your best players out there. And, you, and we saw how quickly the NFL backed up and gave the um, the refs a couple of years back <laughs> their just due when they was having some bad calls going down. They did it for like uh, like three weeks. Mm-hmm. And after everybody was crying about and screaming that they got to get the, the refs back, trust me, the NFL, <laughs> they, they, they straightened that out with the refs. Right. Right, right, right. I would definitely be interested to see how what, what occurs. Um, so let me ask you a question. Predictions. Do you think that um, Colin Kaepernick will be signed to an NFL team before the season starts? No. I Unfortunately, I think at this point, I would be highly surprised if we ever see Colin Kaepernick in, on an NFL jersey on an NFL sideline ever. I won't go. I won't go as far as saying he he won't be playing again. I think if another quarterback goes down, he might get picked up because the quality of uh, quarterbacks out there are, are you know on that's not signed or slim to none. Because um, what's left? Uh, RG three, Colin Kaepernick, a uh, couple others. Um, he may get a shot. Now it, it, the bigger question is. Will he take that shot if given to him? Because then he can sit there and say, you know what? Screw you. Screw the NFL. Because I see where this is going. Now you're just doing this to say, it can almost be like appeasing the situation. Say, okay, let's pick him up so we can stop all this foolishness about what's going on. Do we really need him? I'm just reflecting, I'm just reflecting the fact that how when Michael Vick got signed by the Eagles, how crazy that was. And then turned out, you know, when it was all said and done, turned out, you know, he became a fan favorite. Um, even with the – I mean, like the first season he came back, Philadelphia was like, we're going to protect him no matter what. So I'm curious to see if – I agree. I don't see him getting signed before the season starts. But like you said, Adrian, I, I, do, I could see him getting signed up if somebody got injured. So. Yeah, I- We'll see. I mean, you know, you know, I would like to at least have have him be on a team with the opportunity, you know, to play. But I think if he does, if no one else goes out hurt in, in training camp, once they get into the regular season and they have their squads, I think his chances of playing this season is probably. I could be wrong, but I think it's probably zero zero to none. So, so let me ask this question: Switching gears ever so slightly. <laughs> 
I read somewhere that um, Johnny Football, if can't get an opportunity to play quarterback again in the NFL, that he wants to get into coaching. Do you think a team, an NFL, would take a chance on Johnny Football over Colin Kaepernick? Playing or coaching? Playing. I am, he ain't throw a pass in what, four years, three years? Uh, not, but he's only 20 years old. That would be a, now that would tell a lot. <laughs> I, I, I will say this I would not be surprised if someone takes a look at him over Colin Kaepernick. And I think that would be like the, 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 the icing on the cake. Like, seriously, all jokes aside. Like, I can literally see a team to say, you know what, I'm going to give Johnny Football another shot. And I can literally see people blow up. Social media, you name it, they'll blow it up. Like, I mean, there's already people, like, saying, like, he should – Jay Cutler shouldn't even be playing. Like, there shouldn't be no reason why he signed to a contract. Can you imagine if Johnny Football gets signed and Colin Kaepernick don't get signed? That would be a press headline that Roger Goodell – would not want to see. He doesn't already like the, the headlines coming out right now. I mean, but once football gets started, I'm pretty sure he thinks that it's all going to get pushed to the backside once, you know, it happens. But something like that was to happen, that would be some press that he just can't, you know, that won't go away. But, I mean, what is the NFL? The NFL is you can, you can domestic abuse, you can drink, you can do drugs, you can do all these things get second chances but if it's political you're blackballed Johnny Manziel did everything the domestic abuse the drinking and the drugs I could very much see him getting back another shot just because he's fitting into the NFL mantra he does he did everything that everybody else who's had second or third chances has done let me ask you a question could Kyle Kaepernick retire yeah. Yeah. I think he's been in the league long enough where he would get a pension. Yeah. I would I would consider that too as well. I mean, right now, like you say, I know he might want to play again, but you know, I may have to go other you know, look at all my options. And I'm pretty because right now not only is he it's gonna be difficult for him to to sign with an NFL team, it's gonna be difficult for him to probably get into the media aspect. Because any, you know, any media, ESPN or Fox Sports, I'm wondering if they would easily look to sign him or pick him up as an analyst once it's all said and done. Mm. I don't see why not. Not not right now while everything is still heightened tension. But, yeah, I, Down the I road. can not but, uh, but, I mean, but look, they, Michael Irvin is still an analyst, and this dude was still snorting coke and supposedly beating women or doing whatever the heck he's doing. He got – he's Michael Irvin. He got three Super Bowl rings to back that up. And then let's look at uh, Warren Sapp. You know, he was still doing – I mean, until he got caught out there with the whole prostitution thing and beating on women. But, I mean, all these jokers got baggage. But yet, they still get – Ray Lewis has baggage. <laughs> Beat a murder charge. And he's still a commentary on Fox Sports 1. 
Well, that's that that eh, that's different. Depending, I mean, it's not like Ray. You know, it's not like Ray Lewis had them charges. You know, three months ago, and then he got the gig. He had it. Um, you know, he had it years ago, and then he was for the most part, you know, cleaned up his uh, image. But we can get on Colin Kaepernick all day long. But um, speaking yeah. about another NFL player that may or may not be in hot water, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, the running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Now there have been some reports that. Some of his transgressions over the last year could could or may lead to him being suspended. So, do you guys think that Ezekiel Elliott is heading for a suspension? I bet. I bet Jerry. Uh, excuse me. Let me let me re- speak. Uh, re- repronounce his name. I bet Jerry ain't gonna cut Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> like he cut a dude that supposedly shoplifted. And then made up some excuses, eh, you know, just wasn't working out anyway. So he was going to get cut. So it's such a double standard. But, man, if he gets suspended, he gets suspended. That's why they picked up uh, that running back in free, uh, free agency, just just in case it happens. Because I think he, knew, he knows it's going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so amazed the fact that we talk about suspensions and the reasoning behind the suspensions. And, yeah, you still have all these people that done multiple things far worse and yet still it's not as bad as it seems. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets suspended. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get suspended or if it's a minimum at this point. Uh, it's funny that he was on top of the world. I'm not saying that he took a significant drop, but it's just personally it's, it's what kills me. Like from a sports standpoint, from playing football, you know, dude is, 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 is a beast. But, yeah, it's always the personal issues aside with, you know, that just makes it seem like, you know, ordinary. Um, and I think that's what it's boiled down to because there's so many things that's going on in the NFL where now it's dumbed down to the point where you see something like this and be like, eh, you know, it's not that serious. He gets suspended, he gets suspended if he doesn't. It doesn't matter. He's still going to be playing in the NFL for another couple of years down the road. So, you know, it's just the world that we live in at this point. But like I said, I, I'd be surprised if he gets suspended. I wouldn't really be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets suspended or if they, if they don't suspend him at this point. Hey, as a as the, um, the resident Giants fan, it would be – I would be thrilled <laughs> – to not see him suit up for the first game in the NFL. Now, a lot of – if the Giants do win, they'll probably say, oh, because we didn't have Ezekiel Elliott. And I'll say, well, last year you had him twice, and he still beat you twice. So doesn't matter in my opinion. But I think that all of his issues, I think they're out to prove a point. I think that um, the NFL, for the most part, has an image problem. And, um, you know, the Greg Hardys of the world and anybody else of the world that's, you know, had these issues – doesn't make the shield look that good. And they've let a lot of things slide. I mean, the Ray Rice issue was something that they kind of whiffed on and then they tried to backtrack and do that. You know, then they tried to really make a big stand with Tom Brady last year and gave him a four-game suspension, you know, which BS, not BS. I mean, you know, but I think they they have an image problem with their players that they're trying to clean up and they're trying to make look like they're going to do something. And right now, I think Zeke will probably get suspended just to prove a point because he has a lot of stuff out there, a lot of stuff out there we don't know 
that Jerry and the boys down there have probably been able to quietly keep under wraps, but the whole domestic violence issue is something that they just can't tolerate. They let too many things go over the last couple of years and then and they want that cleaned up really, really good. And I think if you take your knocks from Tom Brady, I think they're probably going to prove a point. Now, he might not get four games, but if he does, I think he might get two. They got to give him four games. I mean, if, if if Brady gets suspended four games for deflating footballs and deleting text messages and all, and that was the whole point of him getting the suspension, was to get rid of evidence and deleting text messages and destroying uh, portable phones, he did the same thing. If he got less, if he gets less than four games, people are going to be in an uproar because they're going to say Brady just deflated footballs or his man, football managers deflated footballs. This man was up here supposedly beating on women or doing whatever, whatever he did, supposedly or allegedly, so to speak. You know, it's it'll be a complete double standard. And then, then if you thought that whole debacle with Brady would make the NFL look like a joke then this would make this look like an utter joke because then this, this is no different than the whole Ray Lewis incident. Only difference, not Ray Lewis, my apology, uh, Ray Rice. Only difference is they have video to back it up. And NFL always had the video and saw what happened, but then had to backtrack and do whatever they did, they did to ultimately, you know, kick him out for the balance of the year or however it worked out for Ray, uh, for Ray Rice. So I think they're going to drop the hammer on him. Person, I think he may. They may, he may get more than three games. Hmm. I, I can't. I like. I really care, but it. <laughs> on on uh, all honesty, like you said, if it does go over four games, <clears throat> I, to be honest, I really don't see that. I really don't. I see it less than four games. I really see him. I'm appealing the decision, or at least trying to amend it so that it. You know, for the, to, to make it half of the games, even though he's spending for four, maybe two. So, I really believe that this is going to be the approach that we're going. Um, Tom Brady was made an example of last year because people was complaining of the Golden Boy image that you know he doesn't get into trouble. So, I think he was made an example of. But I think that at the end, now that things are back to quote unquote normal with the penalties and you know the suspensions and stuff like that. I could see, literally see him getting at least three games. At least three? Pending. Pending. Pending the investigation. May go more, but, you know, it depends on the investigation. I really believe that he won't be as suspended as many games as Tom Brady was. Now, the bigger question is, if he ended up really, you know, abusing this woman or domestic assault or whatever it is, and he doesn't get cut, because of other players who've had domestic assault types uh, charges against them and they got released by the teams. What will this say as far as, in the football sense of being superstar privilege? I'm not talking about a, a race of any sort. I'm just talking about the relevance to the team and to the sport. You know, does Jerry take a blind eye and just say, hmm, this is my young running back, you know? Do we do we assign people to him? Like I think they assign uh, people to to uh, uh, Tara Owens when he was with Dallas, you know, to make sure that he wasn't doing anything stupid. I think it was Tara that Dallas had somebody assigned to. That that was um, um that's that Bryant. 
That's right, right. Yeah. You know, do they go that route? You know, because they want to keep this young core together and they want to they want to build championships. Yeah. I think he. I don't think you may have somebody out there just kind of, you know, maybe monitoring him at the beginning. Of, you know, but of course they're going to see how this all plays out. And I think that, um, yeah, there's going to be that superstar privilege. And, you know, Zeke is the star running back of the Dallas Cowboys, you know, one of the faces of the league that's on TV damn near every week, especially if it's not Monday night football on Sunday night. So, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's an image problem that they're that, that they have to be very careful with. Like you said, you had the Tom Brady issue. He got four games for deleting text messages that he knew about deflating football. So something's going to have to happen. I mean, they're going to have to show that they're doing something. And right now, the only thing that we haven't seen is any factual, visual evidence to see him put any hands upon anybody. No pictures of any females getting hurt. And we've seen the pictures of him pulling up the girl's shirt. You can kind of be like, ah college boy frat mentality stuff like that you know but there has been nothing that has came out to the point where anyone said something to the media that it did something to necessarily really force their hand and do it immediately which is why i think it's been taking so long because they want to get all the ducks in a row and make sure that once they do it there's no there's no whiffle they want to say we went through you know we went through all the motions no, I agree with you because they definitely don't want that whole Wade Rice situation um, again. Um, but but go ahead. But my whole big thing would be they, as I've heard, as I've read or heard through different channels that I'm in, Ray Rice was on the downside of his career. That's the reason why he wasn't picked up after that whole incident. Now, if this comes to be true and he did what he did, will he get? Multiple games suspension, more than four. Will he be banished for the year? Because I think they're taking the, uh, the NFL takes a, t- a tougher stance on domestic abuse. And if that is the case, do you really truly believe Jerry is going to sit there and be that man and, and set an example and say, you know what, Ezekiel, I love you, but I can't have you in my squad? I can't see Jerry Jones doing that. If he would have done it, he would have done something already. Exactly. Um, but what I was saying was, but but you did bring up a good point that made me change my argument now, because what I was talking about in refers to Ray Rice was the fact that they had already did um, handed down a punishment for him um, originally before the tapes came out, and then when we saw the video, that just they suspended him even more. They gave him an additional punishment. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm agreeing with you in the sense of. The fact that they may wait until all their ducks is in a row before they issue that suspension or issue that punishment for them. Um, it'd probably be better. I think they learned their lesson from the Ray Rice situation as far as the, the timing aspect of it to make sure that, the, who, you know, with this situation, that everything is, you know, on the up and up and they have everything they need before they make that decision. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's something's going to happen. I, I'm not sure exactly what, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, in the next few days, I mean, um, we'll probably hear something, whether they're going to do something or not. Obviously, they didn't want to do anything with Pro Bowl coming around with Jerry Jones getting his gold, gold letter jacket. So, of course, they waited. Yeah, I know. I don't even know why. But anyway, they if something's going to happen, we'll know by within, probably within a week, two weeks at, at the most. But I think we're going to know something very shortly. 
we're switching gears here back to a, one of our favorite subjects and not LeVar, not, not LeVar Ball or Lonzo Ball. Thank you. But it's going to be the ongoing saga with Kyrie and LeBron. Now, um, David, David Griffin, the former GM of the Cavs, came out and said that, you know, it was confirmed that Kyrie went to the Cavs owner privately following protocol and asked to be traded. He didn't put this out publicly, but he went quietly to to you know to the owner and asked to be traded, and that LeBron James uh, or people knew about this as well for about two or three weeks, or at least two weeks prior to when it's coming out. Now, with that being said, with Griffin basically confirming that it wasn't really Kyrie coming out making this big stink, but he was trying to do it privately. Does this change your views of how this whole situation is going down? And do you still eventually see Kyrie getting what he wants and getting traded? Well, I'm reading that Cleveland is asking for the for the world and then some. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> in a trade of a young all-star and world champion, um, and rightfully so. You know, if you want to be traded, fine. You know, we'll find the right suitor. Um, I still don't think it changes how it's perceived you know, um, by the media and, and folks like you and I, or, you know, us who sit here and talk about this on their, their podcasts or their, their shows. Um, I still think that, I still don't think it's the best move that Kyrie should make, but I, I tend to agree with you, Earl, when you said that he has an understanding or a gut feeling that LeBron may not be there next season and then my thing would be if in my case would be if LeBron's not going to be there next season and you want to be a star of that team then stay there and be the star of Cleveland and see if you can take your talents and build a team around you and then and move forward that's just you know that's the way I look at it now you know uh, I could be totally dead wrong um, but you know, the, the whole thing about everybody trying to build these these three-star teams, you know, you know, you try to, you know, take your, your talents and add to additional one or two other players out there. And I'm like, well, damn, you already got that. So why the heck do you want to leave? <laughs> it just baffles my mind. <laughs> um, I, I said this before with Kyrie. It doesn't change my opinion about what he, he's trying to do. Um, to be honest, I, I completely understand what he's trying to do at this. I mean, I'm maybe in the minority, but I understand what he's trying to do. Um, he needs to get out of Cleveland. That's basically what the bottom line is. Um, when he was there, um, when LeBron was in Miami, basically he was when he signed that contract, he was on the impression that he was going to still be the man, and it built the team built around him. When LeBron came back to Cleveland, that just brought his whole, the whole, everything back. Where, you know, it's all about LeBron. And I'm not saying that it, sh it shouldn't be because, of course, LeBron is arguably one of the best players in the NBA right now. But with that being said, Kyrie is under the impression that he is not going to get the same amount of love even if LeBron leaves Cleveland. So when LeBron leaves Cleveland, it's not going to stop Cleveland fans from still wanting to talk about LeBron because it's all about LeBron 
who delivered the championship back to Cleveland. So I think that it would be more ideal for Kyrie to just get out of Dodge and start a new – if this is what he wants to do, obviously he wants to be traded because he wants to be a star on his team. He wants to establish an identity. He wants to establish a LeBron James identity someplace else where there is not no LeBron James. So, Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that, you know, um, I think it really just um, – I guess it confirms that, you know, the whole, you know, the whole vibe is that, you know, Kyrie doesn't appear like he was always down with the LeBron James coming to Cleveland. Now it looks like he went along with it, you know, and winning always cures everything. But um, I think that he always had have, have aspirations to be the man that's like, you know, the Kobe and Shaq syndrome, you know, you know, eventually Kobe wanted to be his man. He wanted to be his own team, went to the Lakers and said, Hey, trade me so I can go someplace else so I can try to do it on my own. The Lakers unfortunately decided to go with Kobe over Shaq and they built the team around Kobe and look what happened to him. And I think that Kyrie is kind of, you know, following that same, or at least looking like he's going down that same path. I mean, do I think he's going to find a better fit than he was at in, in Cleveland? Probably not, but it remains to be seen. I mean. Well, not to cut you off, but you don't think that Cleveland if they're under the impression that LeBron probably stays a year this year and maybe one more year, you don't think that the brass at Cleveland won't try to build a squad around Kyrie knowing that LeBron would leave? No, because if that, if that was the case, then they would probably start doing it right now. All the moves that they've been making have been per, quote-unquote, LeBron's request. Right. I mean, look at it. Kevin Love was brought in. He wasn't brought in before um, LeBron James got there. He was brought in after LeBron James came there. So you can't say that this team that's been constructed now, it's been constructed around LeBron James' needs. Now, if he leaves, yeah, you still got Kevin Love under contract. And you maybe got a couple of others. But I can't knock the man for saying he wants to go to the team and try to do it on his own. Um, I mean, it's – like I said, do I think he's going to find a better fit than what he has right now? Probably not, but it remains to be seen. But, I mean, if he really wants to take a challenge, hey, go to the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, that would be a quick way for him to establish his identity there. And if he, can get them, if he can get them to the playoffs and win a playoff series, trust me, not all will be forgiven, but this, this whole, you know, dust up will start to get real quiet. Well, I heard today that Boogie down at the, at the Pelicans is secretly trying to recruit Carmelo to New Orleans. Hmm. So, wait, as far as, but who, the Pelicans don't have anything to trade of trade value. And to be honest, the market Cousins contract expires up, coming up soon, I think. He's not – unless he signs an extension that I didn't know about. Well, he hasn't signed an extension, but that would be pretty interesting if Carmelo were to go down to New Orleans. I think Boogie would sign an extension of some sort and they would build a Super 3. But they don't, have the, they don't have the money. They don't have the assets. They don't have the players that the Knicks want for Carmelo. Like, I mean, you would have to – you would literally have to send DeMarcus Cousins with his expiring contract to New York and a whole bunch of other people for them to even think about that. And if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not sure I'd do that deal. Yeah. I mean, they just signed Drew Holiday to uh, – I forgot the, the, uh, the salary, but 
they just re-signed him for amount of, a certain amount of money. And I, I really just don't see any scenario of, of, of players that they have that the Knicks would want back. Unless it was some sort of a three-team uh, three uh, three deal? Three-team deal? Possibly. Uh, but again, this is this something I think on uh, where I saw on TV, on Instagram, where the Pelicans sent uh, the Pelicans organization sent a picture on Instagram where Boogie and Carmelo were on the USA USA team showing a picture of them together, and uh, caption said, "Could there possibly be a a re, a, re, a, re, uh, a reunion of Boogie and Carmelo in a Pelicans uniform?" And Boogie's response was just the two eyes, like. <laughs> Not to say that Boogie has something to do with this, but then I also heard that Boogie has been secretly trying to make some some moves for the, for the Pelicans. So obviously, they got something going on that maybe the media and other folks aren't privy to. That possibly they might try to pull something. Well, I mean, it's about to be NFL, so also all um, NFL and college football. So the NBA is going to get a, take a, a huge backseat, so they can get some stuff done quietly without everybody in their back pockets doing some stuff. So we'll see. Now, my fellas, we are coming down to the time to, to that time of the day where we're almost running out of time. So as always, it was wonderful talking to everybody. So I'm going to do a little something different. So if anybody has any, you know, final thoughts, I'll give you guys uh, at least um, 30 to 45 seconds for any final thoughts. Hmm. Starting with Al. Ha <laughs> I think he's going to start with me. Uh, real quick, um, I really believe that from what we talked about, I think that um, a team needs to, I mean, in a nutshell, I, I want Colin Kaepernick to be signed for it to be relevant. Uh, I really believe that the NFL needs to make some changes and be more stricter in the penalties that they, um, that they have right now. And I also believe that Kyrie needs to go to a team that's, that suits for him and only him so that he could establish his identity and stop worrying about other players being involved. Ooh. Ace, you got it. Um, I'm going to go with Josh Rosen, a star quarterback from UCLA, who uh, had a, a big interview where he's talking about college athletes and football and school don't mix and how it's such a demanding schedule of what they're demanded to be doing and and all in trying to maintain a certain GPA in college just doesn't bode well for a typical football athlete at a, at a, a top-level Division One program. And then he made mention of possibly the NCAA making it, uh, the SAT scores higher uh, for student athletes to get into school. And then he said, oh, if that's the case, then look at what Nick Saban can do kind of feel what kind of the team would he feel if that were to happen in Alabama. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So I'll be definitely looking forward to the uh, to how you know folks respond to his uh, his article and his uh, good stuff. And on that note, uh, we're going to be wrapping up for tonight, fellas, and uh, just let everybody know where they can find you at. You can find me on Twitter, uh, AdrianCat1963 That's A-D-R-I-A-N-C-A-T 1963 on Twitter. And of course, you can find me at Twitter, Instagram. Um, I am Al Falls. Also, 
just for future notice, new surprise. Um, check out rotoden.com. I'm starting to write articles there. I have a first article up there. So also check that out as well. All right. And you can find me at J-E-R-O-S-S-7 at on the gram, Facebook, and Twitter and Snapchat. And as always, we're going to say peace, love, and so glow. <laughs> Let's go, Mountaineers. <laughs> All right. Y'all take care. Bless. All righty. WVU, baby. <laughs> <laughs>